everyone, this is Irliana Samsara, back again with Star Sound Speaks, Star Sound Astrology. Well, this one's about the new moon. Whoa! Well, you know, after the hell we've been through all year, um, we've actually got a pretty positive new moon here that started today, October 16th. And um, as positive as, as it can be, given our extremely trying times, but I have to say that I, um, I like what I see. And I want to um, share some of this with you. So let's begin. Okay, so when you have a new moon, that means, of course, the sun and the moon are both in the same sign. So in this case, it's Libra. The sun and moon are in Libra. And um, the, we look at the planet that rules the sign to see who's, who's the host, you know, of this, of this party, so to speak. Well, um, Venus, you know, rules Taurus and it also rules Libra. So um, Libra being the higher octave of Venus and that's all about fairness, fairness and justice and compassion and harmony and peace and having things go easily and smoothly, connection, you know, um, love, you know, hello. And so Venus is shedding its light, its, its grace over this lunation, you know, so that's, that's a great comfort, certainly given, you know, the hell we've been through all year. And we're, you know, by no means does this mean that we're out of it either, but we're getting this grace. And so um, the, the lunation or the new moon cycle starts off with Venus, the host, or we'll say the hostess, the hostess of the party is actually not in a very good position uh, Venus is in Virgo, which is considered in her fall. In other words, it's not a neighborhood that she does very well in. You know, pick, 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 pick apart in relationships, you know, like not not good, right? Venus is exalted in Pisces, where there's unconditional love and, you know, sweetness and idealism. And, you know, though that's that's her territory, but not, not Virgo. So we begin the lunation with Venus in Virgo. And it is in an opposition to Neptune. So there is something of a feeling of um, maybe disappointment in relationships of of coming face to face with reality versus, you know, the fantasies we may have had about relationships and the uh, maybe feeling unappreciated or not feeling worth about ourselves and our skills and talents and resources. You know, it's kind of in its in that opposition is where this these ideas are are kind of you know battling themselves out. And um, but also, I would say in an opposition with Neptune, it, it's actually creating this. Um, it's where we have to integrate, you know, that our dreams are our dreams and we can, um, and we can integrate, you know, our, what we love and ground it, you know, in this Virgo earth sign, you know, grounding it into something practical. So it's, it's like learning to work with these ropes, so to speak. But like I said, Venus is in its fall, but only for the next few days. It's going to move, you know, Venus moves fairly quickly. So there's a, there's that sense or feeling of that over the next few days. Um, but, you know, and it, I have to say that as I'm going to give you like kind of an overview picture right now of the whole story. Um, but it, 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 what this lunation reminds me of is in, in a classic adventure Hollywood movie, we have, you know, the heroine is like, 
you know, it feels like 2020, you know, we've been so beaten up and, and uh, battered, right? And it's like this, it's like the in the third act of the movie when, when the heroine is in so much danger and some really creepy, nasty guy is like, you know, beating her up or trying to threaten her or trying to kill her and just, you know, like the most scary ass excuse me, <laughs> they're most scary kind of, I got, you know, I put my settings on like, you know, G rated for um, iTunes. So I, I, you know, I can't use bad words, but I, I think that word is not too bad. But anyway, <laughs> oh no, Venus is ruling this lunation. We cannot say bad words. <laughs> anyway, um, so we're in this, this place where you know, it, this is what has come to me. You know, it's like the, the heroine's battling for her life, and and it look things are looking really, really bad, and 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 and. But then, but then things shift, and it's like, wait a minute, she remembers who she really is, and then she starts to shine, and and triumph, and move everything forward with her feminine, her her energy, her divine feminine, compassionate. You know, in in the most in the most bleak looking circumstances she finds the the resources and the wherewithal and and rediscovers herself and steps out of martyrdom so to speak or feeling feeling completely overwhelmed and um you know just debilitated right so that that's kind of like what what's um and and how when is this taking place between now and the middle of next month this is our lunation which of course carries us right through Da, da 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 election day yeah so i have to say of all the lunations this year this is probably the one that lights up my heart the most and my god don't we need it right now right you know as we're heading into the final final two weeks of the election of the election season in the usa um this is a grace you know this is my feeling it, it, it is a grace so um so yeah, so that's kind of like the Hollywood movie, you know, the heroine battling and, and it's like the guy's got, you know, he's like got it pinned to the ground and she's struggling to get free and then all, all, she, all of a sudden she remembers who she is and it's like, wait a minute, and superpower, right? And she like throws the guy off or, or but the guy is learning, you know, he can't mess with <laughs> and he gets debilitated. So <laughs> that's, that's kind of like a little, a little preview of things. So what does this look like? Well, like I said, the Venus not in her great neighborhood of Virgo in fall for a few days. We have these feelings of perhaps that, you know, like I said, the relationship thing about, you know, feeling a little bit, um, I would say maybe some disappointment or painful experience in love or relationship. There's this potential to experience that. Uh, experiencing some disillusionment, uh, presenting itself regarding, um, and it could even be with our, our workplace, you know, Virgo rules, our, our daily work, our day jobs. So maybe we're just needing to come to a, a place where we're, um, we're not having the wool over our eyes, that we're, we can see things clearly and we don't want to kid ourselves anymore. And we, we're going to really look at that. Um, you know, it, it, it oppositions are, are challenging. It's maybe there's a longing for what we feel we don't have, you know, especially in a love relationship. It's like, oh, I wish I'd meet Mr. or Ms. Wright or whoever. Um, <clears throat> maybe a brokenheartedness. Um, <clears throat> you know, we want to watch out for any kind of a judgment of oneself or not having self-esteem or confidence and not beating up on ourselves and 
and not feeling embarrassed that maybe we didn't see things clearly in a relationship. Like it, maybe a fraud is exposed or a deception. But again, you know, loving ourselves enough to, to not go there. You know, you accept the lesson, you see the light, but you're not going to beat yourself up about it. Um, so anyway, yeah, so we don't want to be hurt ourselves or drain ourselves of energy. You know, we just want to see that, you know, for what it is. Well, anyway, so that's, you know, for a few days. Then um, we have to remember, too, that Mars, you know, you know, where Mars is in that outrageous squaring, too, uh, we have, we've, as I've shared before in previous podcasts, you know, we've got this big old Jupiter-Saturn-Pluto freight train in Capricorn, right? Mars is taking it on. It's like, this locomotive is coming down the track and like, who are we going to be as this locomotive is, is charging forward with laying literally like, if you want to use the train metaphor, laying new track for where, who we're going to be in the world and what kind of society we're going to have. And Mars comes out in retrograde. He's like, okay, you know, my normal way of being is to just battle, right? Fight, fight, fight and be aggressive and be reactive and violent and angry. But Mars retrograde, Mars is weakened in retrograde. It's like, wait a minute, you know, is that really the best way to be? Um, can I really fight this freight train? You know, can you imagine a guy standing in front of a track line, like trying to punch the locomotive? You know, it's like <laughs> not a good plan. So um, this this Mars retrograde is now, right now, as we speak for this lunation, Mars is squaring Jupiter. So there is this dynamic about being, you know, strong, like all these things about what is it to be strong? You know, maybe, maybe the way we need to be strong is by showing our vulnerable side. You know, it's like the shadow is like the fear of being vulnerable, but maybe vulnerability is our, is a strength. You know, uh, maybe it's time to, to um, pivot into that mindset of, of not having to be this macho guy that has to fight for everything and be angry. Um, you know, that, that, that heavy male energy, the shadow side, maybe the, maybe it's time, you know, and again, I'm speaking to the collective here. It's like the male energy in in each of us is to stand and support, you know, like supporting our Venus side, our, our, our feminine side, our nurturing, compassionate side, and that it's not sissy or anything, right? It's like this this part of this birthing process is so many of us have gotten this lesson, but then so many of us haven't. And we can stand with compassion for the people who haven't, you know? And uh, and so we, we have compassion for those who are, you know, when you think in the news, like these hate-mongering people and uh, extreme fringe groups and militias that are, you know, all this white supremacist hatred and such. It's like we we can um, turn the tide, is what I'm hearing. Yeah, turning the tide using compassion and standing up, not being a wuss, but um, but really to be in our power is to really rise above. You know, if you fight back, it's just not going to go anywhere. It's like going and chasing your tail in a circle. So this is what's, you know, this, this dynamic is, is uh, presenting itself. So anyway, uh, let me see. So the, um, yeah, so we have that going on. So it's like Mars is rethinking, you know, it's machismo. So as he's trying to like, you know, 
overcome the, 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 in the Hollywood movie, you know, the woman on the floor, you know, it's like, wait a minute, maybe this isn't the way to go. Maybe I, I don't need to kill somebody to be, and I don't need to be right. You know, these are, these are aspects of ourselves. And, uh, as all this is going on, I know this is like a, like I said, it's like a Hollywood movie. Um, <laughs> meanwhile, in this corner, we also, as that's going on, we start this lunation with, of course, my previous episode was all about Mercury retrograde in Scorpio. And, um, and so Mercury is in opposition for, to Uranus for the lunation, right? So this is, um, of course, it, it's not going to stay there, right? It keeps moving along. But as when we when we look at a chart for the new moon, full moon, new moon, you run a chart and you see, okay, this is the kind of energy that's going to pervade for the next twenty eight to thirty days. So what that what's pervading? Shocking news, um, reversals, reversals of agreements, of contracts, of networks, uh, sudden departures, right? Sudden, chaotic, sudden could be catastrophic, you know, but Uranus energy. Uranus is also the great liberator. So in the, it will liberate us from maybe agreements that we have that have not served us and that have drained us, you know, in, in terms of, you know, when you think about Scorpio, like energy vampire, right? So being free around any kind of um, agreement or arrangement or relationship or, um, you know, maybe around brothers, sisters, cousins, like that, that's all Mercury ruled, um, relation, you know, sudden shocking uh, revelations that come up, that's unexpected, we don't see, you know, Uranus is always about coming out of nowhere, like lightning, right, just gone, here and gone, right, and, but it leaves in its path liberation, so Uranus and Taurus is about liberating us in from in our value systems, what we hold dear to us, and it's just you know, it's a, a moments of enlightenment and where we come around and go, wait a minute, like a light bulb moment, right? So, it regarding Mercury, our ideas and our attitudes, right, are just it's time to look at them in a whole new um, ingenious way in a, in a way that's innovative and unique and original and, you know, um, integrating that into our, our thoughts and our, um, who we are out in the world and what we share. So, you know, in terms of the United States and, and uh, politics, we could be seeing more unexpected news, you know, like, Trump's $750 tax payment, you know, over making supposedly billions, you know, that that was the first, you know, sa opening salvo when Mercury shadow retrograde, right? And then, of course, all this with COVID and da, da 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 Mercury is the ruler of Trump's chart. So this Mercury retrograde is really pretty serious for him. This is the end of how he's been doing things. And we will see what rises from like the phoenix from the ashes, you know, what new ideas and attitudes and connections are going to rise when after Uranus hits them with a lightning bolt. So, um, so yeah, so there, so we've got that going on, you know, the Mercury is Uranus, so we could be seeing some very dramatic, intense, dramatic, cathartic, unexpected news, uh, still to come Mercury rules news and the media and, you know, writing and communications and things like of that nature. So, um, you know, am I going to, um, you know, what kind of liberation can be had when dark, dirty secrets and corruption is revealed, 
So it ain't over yet. And by the way, next month, when the new moon in Scorpio, Mar- Mercury and Uranus are still going to be battling it out with each other. It, they're just going to be in a different, it, they're like fighting in a different room, so to speak. So, it, but it's, yeah, it ain't over. Believe me, even after the election, more is going to come up. And it, and I think it will just, it can really, really do a number and um, and shock us. You know, it's just, it's time, right? There are things that need to be freed and information that needs to be shared that, um, that is really going to shape and reinvent ourselves in a new paradigm. All right. So as when we get to around the, um, about a week from now, October 23rd, we're going to be in our first quarter moon, right? The moon comes around in a circle. So we get to the first quarter. The sun is at 29 degrees of Libra. And that's the final degree of Libra, right? That's like Venus on steroids, right? The goddess, the goddess on steroids, 29 Libra. Um, the, the sun is going to be there. And it's going to be squaring that freight train. The sun and the freight train is square, right? The sun, the light, vitality is squaring. So that's like a real, that's a real tipping point. And Libra is all about harmony and justice and fairness, the scales of justice. When you think about the symbol of Libra, she's a goddess and she's blindfolded and she's holding the scales. And so this this theme of justice and all, justice being served, is definitely it, it comes up. We're at this turning point. Um, there are some, um, meanwhile, you know, the, that... Um, the uh, moon is going to come along in Capricorn. So the moon is going to join the freight train. Well, the moon, there's another goddess energy, right? The moon, the feminine element, our intuition and all. Now, the moon in Capricorn, it's not its home, right? But it is there. And um, and so we were looking at perhaps, you know, this sense of doing the right thing, doing what we need to do, um, where, where are we going to, what is our true home? You could say, uh, where, where, what will be our new home? You know, we're, we're battling that out. We are seeing that, you know, very much so. Um, home meaning, I don't, I, yes, you could be literal, but I'm, I'm talking about a home, like where we find ourselves at home, you know, our, the, the very base and foundation of our being. So, um, by the 28th, so the end of the month, that's when things really start to, that's when the woman, you know, the, the Hollywood movie, right? Venus, the goddess is on the ground and you think, oh my God, you know, is anything ever going to budge? And it's like, wait a minute. And then she remembers who she is and she like picks herself up and she throws that guy off of her. She's like, Whir, right? You know, like, you know, heroin. Here she comes picking up strength because she's going, <clears throat> Venus is going to move into Libra. It's your home sign, right? You always do well at home, right? The home team, you know, coming out in, the, in sports, right? You always do better. At, so she's in her home sign. She's very at peace and she's very relaxed in Libra. Very, this is it for her, right? It's like higher octave of Venus. What is fair? What is just? What is What will provide peace and harmony and diplomacy? Those are, that's all Libra stuff, Libra energy. How can we connect with people in the most kind, compassionate way? So she's in her strength in Libra. And um, 
And so she'll continue on in for the rest of the, you know, halfway through, right around the full moon, right before the full moon, a few days before the full moon, this happens. So this is kind of like this tide, this turn of events, this this grace that that um, begins to uh, gain momentum. So we have, um, just as that's happening in, in this Hollywood movie, Mercury retrogrades into Libra, right? He was in, he starts out right now. He's in, in Scorpio, but he, as I said in the previous podcast, he's stepping back into Libra. So now we've got Mercury and Venus in this, in ruled by in Libra. So Venus is ruling itself and it's his home sign and it's ruling Mercury. And so, wow, you know, thoughts, ideas, connections in, in again, that beneficent um, energy. So, wow, that's a, that's a real boost. So now you've got her and you've got Mercury. Wonderful. Mercury, right? Justice and such coming for everything Mercury ruled. Um, justice and fairness. What is Mercury ruled? Youth. I think of elementary education. I think of the LGBTQ community non-binary, trans, you know, all of the, this outrageous um, spectrum of, of being, you know, so um, this coming back into Libra, stepping in at this critical time in our history, wow, that's, there's another grace. Then a few days later, we have the full moon in Taurus. Maybe I'll talk a little bit about that when it, in a couple of weeks, but the full moon in, now what, Taurus is ruled by Venus, so, wow, there it is. You know, there's another Venus element. So you got Venus, Mercury, and now on Halloween of all times, the full moon in Venus-ruled Taurus. Well, what's so neat about that? Well, hello, it's conjunct Uranus. So, wow, you know, like again, talk about surprises and talk about sudden reversals. And, um, wow, you know, a sudden reversal of fortune, now that couldn't be it could be a reversal but it also could be a windfall. And so with Venus ruling it I want to say I'm going to vote on the sign of windfall, right? It's like a grace. So um things coming to fruition on a full moon. So we've got all this Venus energy just building and bubbling up. All Venus ruled. So there may be an agreement or relief or a you know some a resolution of agreements of relationships. Um, you know, it's some kind of breakthrough happening to move us forward. And it's nice because all that Mars energy of combating, you know, the individual versus the state and fighting and fighting, it's like it's giving us this this beautiful salve, a salve, is that, yeah, I think that's how you say it, the salve, like this ointment that, um, you know, yes, things have to happen, but there's this kind of a grace or an ease, or an, an, and I want to say divine mother, divine goddess grace around this time with the full moon. Conjunct Uranus, a very surprising, maybe the help that we get might be an ET from another dimension. Let's face it, Uranus rules ETs. Who knows? <laughs> it could be that. It could be many things, all right? We, we live in a yes and world. So, uh, certainly a futuristic values will come into play, you know, like in terms of being um, uniquely ourselves and um, 
you know, uh, the the element of, I think, of the LGBTQ community. And, you know, uh, there's this sense of things coming to fruition that have long been worked on. And perhaps this, this, this sense of a, uh, peace and justice, you know, that that's speaking up on behalf of. And that's, this is a very critical thing, because as you probably read, uh, you know, the Supreme Court, <clears throat> um, you know, they, they're with Amy Coney Barrett and all that, they're, they're, the first day back, the uh, Alito and the other, was it, I forget the other guy's name, um, the two justices, they reintroduced le- legislation that could very potentially overturn Obergefell, which is the gay marriage, um, what they, the ruling. So we're in a very, very tenuous time. Fortunately, we have this lunation that could really spell, um, you know, a grace that uh, for, for all of us. So um, anyway, so that's that's the, the, the full moon is, yeah, that is a total wild ride. Like, oh my goodness, you know, just watch the next few weeks. Um, as this, as that's happening, you know, <laughs> we have Mercury, um, like I said, it's, you know, back in Libra and it's going to be squaring Saturn. So, uh, you know, that's a sense of, of maybe, uh, resolutions that are fair, that get worked out agreements and such and contracts that get worked out relationships, you know, facing reality, doing what we have to do and, um, <clears throat> standing up, you know, in our power. Um, being sensible, being just, being practical, being real, being authentic—you know, see, these are the um, these are the kind of qualities and things presenting themselves. All right, so then we move on to November, and of course, we know Election Day. What happens on Election Day? Mercury goes direct on Election Day in the cardinal sign of Libra. Right, cardinal is leadership. Libra, the scales of justice, it's Venus ruled. So, you know, I think that that points very powerfully. That's a very, very strong potential for Biden-Harris. You know, I keep thinking of her, you know, she's the first African-American woman in history to be on the vice presidential ticket. And if they win, and it's looking very, very strong in that direction, as we know, the polls keep showing him way, way ahead of Trump just what's so. And um, we also see, um, you know, that that momentum uh, gaining, you know, he Biden had more, uh, what do you call it on the, um, the ratings, television ratings, on the town hall last night than than Trump did. And uh, so, you know, there it is. There's just a lot of indicators, but like I said, it's not over yet. And I have to say too, if there's one thing we have to be aware of with Venus, the shadow of Venus is laziness, laziness and self-indulgence. So if you think, oh, well, let's say you want to vote for Biden and Harris and you're like, oh, it's all right. I don't need to, you know, it looks like they're winning. No, we have to do this. We got to stand up like Venus on the ground being pinned, right? Get up and fight. Get up and stand up. You don't have to beat somebody, but you have to stand up. Which Wherever you are on the spectrum, just go vote. All right, enough for Americans for the moment. Um, so, um, so from around Halloween on the 31st to the mid-November, that's a big turnaround. There's like all this heaviness that we've had to 
feel with, you know, having to keep trudging on and doing the right thing and feeling restricted and feeling challenged with all that Saturn energy, it's like it starts to empower us. And and that's because, again, Venus is the hostess <laughs> of this of this show for the next 30 days. And, um, you know, she is going to square off with the Jupiter, Saturn, Pluto freight train. But she's all of that is the square is going to come from a, uh, an overcoming position. So she's she's in charge. You know, she's not going to be run over. She's going to direct that train. Right. So that's to me, that's like a shedding of a, a shedding grace. Um, November 9th is where it all culminates. All right. So I know that's after the election. Um, but the um, I, I have to say, too, let me just go back to election night. So in the middle of the day, it was like, oh, well, Eastern time. It's about right, right around lunchtime, early in the morning on the West Coast. That's when Mercury goes uh, stations direct. It means it stops retrograding. So um, in the sign of Libra, so again, that, that's to me a, a change in leadership, right? Mercury, flip, right? Flip one to the other, one side against the other. This turning around of attitudes and ideas. And that is very favorable for, for Harris, Kamala Harris. You know, the, here, it's like this flip in where we had one leadership, the Trump administration. This is a very strong potential for for Biden Harris, right to fl- to turn that around. Um, November ninth is when it all culminates um, because we have the last quarter moon is going to be in Leo. So that's after the the full moon. Then things start to res- everything we've been working on starts to resolve itself after a full moon. It's like the completion of of energies. What what is sown in seed on the new moon comes to fruition. Uh, ready to be harvested on the full moon, and then from between the full moon and the next new moon is this this um, balsamic phase. It's the it's your final, um, your uh, waning. Right, the moon is waning, and it's shedding. All of the resolution is happening there, and with the quarter moon in Leo, well, Leo rules leaders as well, leadership, presidents, monarchs, things like that nature, and it brings resolution. The full moon. Um, waning last quarter moon, it brings resolution to the things we've been working on. Then we have, um, let's see, Mars, you know, meanwhile, like I said, Mars is still doing its thing, trying to figure out, hey, you know, I don't have to be a bully to be strong, you know, in that in this dance. He hasn't looked at this dance in 32 years. It was 1988 when he was last retrograde in Aries. So it was time for a refresher and of course, at this time not being like 1988, because we have the Jupiter, Saturn, Pluto freight train that he's dealing with, right? This is this time it's about reinventing society and completely eliminating all toxic structures, including male patriarchy and toxic toxic male patriarchy. So it, he's got a, a big lesson here. And so he stations direct on um, on November 14th. And so that's right, it's just really, you know, uh, like hours or maybe before the new moon. So he gets whatever lessons he's garnered, whatever wisdom he's garnered, then then he gets to bring that to the next cycle, which is ruled by him, new moon in Scorpio, right? Scorpio ruled by Mars. So 
whatever revelations and and I he has um, from this square is now um, coming to now will be put moved forward right in the in the direct motion of Mars. So that will be um, a, quite an interesting thing, um, you know, kind of like and and you think of Scorpio, it's like it's also ruled by Pluto, so it's like from from complete. Uh, a passing, a destruction of a, a death of something, a cathartic purging, like a volcano going out, right? Um, out of that comes like the phoenix from the ashes, you know, a new beginning. So that that looks very, um, very, very positive. But the um, what's a re- the most cathartic moment of all will be the final connection of the uh, Jupiter and Pluto. So. Um, Jupiter and Pluto were uh, conjunct in April and then in June, and now it'll be their final together fandango will be November 12th. It'll culminate November 12th at 22 degrees, that magical 22 degrees in Capricorn. So that, um, of course that, that's quite big. I know the first time it went to 22 Capricorn in April, that's about the time that this, the, um, Congress, uh, put together the stimulus, the stimulus bill, where, uh, you know, unfortunately, where <laughs> these big corporations made hundreds of billions of dollars off of it. It's like disaster capitalism. But it did provide the working numbers of us with um, stimulus checks. And, you know, the unemployment that states put into effect and gig worker pay, all that stuff, right? That all came out of the first pass. The second pass in where it, Jupiter and was in retrograde, it was like they were reviewing. And that's when they said, wait a minute, we don't want to give $600 a week. We're only going to give 400 or whatever they, was it 400 or 300, whatever it was, right? So now here's the final conjunction at 22 Capricorn. So, um, wow, let's see what happens there. You know, I know they said they weren't going to pass anything until uh, after the election, which is hideous karma when people are suffering. Just, you know, I always say prayers. As soon as I wake up, I think about all these people who are out of a job and they have mouths to feed and children. And my God, how can you sleep at night being a, a you know, a lawmaker and, and as a GOP Republican voting against um, any kind of resolution to this. It, it just escapes me. But like I said, this is not a time to lie, deny, escape, pretend, right? So, you know, the, the chickens come home to roost and they're, you know, the karmic justice will be served. We don't have to do anything. The lords of karma have this totally in control. So, um, and I have to say too that, you know, let us, let us remember that as Jupiter and Pluto line up at, on November 12th at that 22 cap point, that's the exact point of Trump's vertex, destiny's gate. So who knows what could happen, but there's definitely a very intense, profound shift. Um, remember Bernadette Brady's um, analysis of the, the last December's solar eclipse was, which was very heavy on Trump's chart, the parent eclipse that was, um, well, the, the, the actual chart too, but the original, the, the, the root of that eclipse was very heavily on his chart and it, it, it indicated an abrupt, you know, the, this is, this family of eclipses is associated with an abrupt departure of a break, like a, of a relationship or of an association 
So that could very well indicate him leaving office or losing the election. I mean, but there's a sense of traumatic, intense, um, emotional transformation that goes with it. So we we will see. You know, it's certainly, um, I don't know. I, I don't know if we really need to be, um, you know, on... <laughs> Their Apple TV. I've had this subscription for months. I haven't watched one ounce of it, right? I'm wasting my money. Who needs to look at that? We've got this outrageous world that's going on in front of our eyes. And we definitely have, not that you can't or shouldn't. Of course you should. You have to take time for yourself. You have to be good to yourself. And, you know, all eyes on deck right now and all hands on deck. Uh, I think it's important that we if we're you know, say you're an American, you're going to step up to the plate, volunteer as an election uh, volunteer, or do some kind of work in the community, maybe drive an old person to the polling place if they want to vote in person, take them early voting, you know, see what you can do, um, phone phone calling, you know, things like that to to re- whatever political party you are you hew to you know, stand up and do whatever you feel in your heart and your conscience is right and assist, you know, we have to just show up and do the work. Um, Let's see, I think that's about all to say, but um, I think there is definitely this this sense of like a, a significant release and a significant transformation and it turns in, in Venus's favor. So there's there you could say that, you know, look, we still have Jupiter conjunct Pluto could be a very, uh, an even bigger exacerbation of COVID. You know, this is not all happy jolly, right? However, um, we have, um, with Venus hosting this lunation, we have the, the, the resources, we, we will have the resources and the ability to, uh, with the grace to deal with it and to get what we need to help people. Um, as as the new moon goes into Scorpio in the next cycle, you could say that um, our assistance and uh, our resources come from behind the scenes, can come from, uh, you know, higher dimensional help. Uh, you know, the, there are very many ways we could we could look at that. So we all get into that at, at another podcast episode. But anyway, just wanted to share this much with you. And um, I hope you enjoyed listening. And if you have any questions, always contact me, Irliana at starsoundastrology.com. I love hearing from you. Thank you for your, all your feedback. And um, if we can be of any assistance to you at this time, please, you know, no, um, you know, don't stand on any formality, <laughs> whatever Venus tells you. You don't have to wear your Ralph Lauren outfit because Venus is hosting this lunation. <laughs> you know, come as you are. Um, but um, that kindness, carrying that kindness in our heart, uh, just knowing that there is, uh, there are also two, probably the two most fortunate fixed stars in the heavens, Spica and Arcturus are both conjunct this new moon. So that's another woof, dollop of good fortune, right? So this is, there's a lot going for us in this lunation. So please, you know, don't give up the fight. That's what I'm hearing to tell you. Um, be compassionate, stand, be a warrior for compassion. If you have to be a warrior, you know, let it be for that. So, all right, all for now. And um, we will talk soon on to the next episode. And um, I wish you all peace and love and harmony uh, for this new moon lunation. All right. This is Irliana Samsara, Star Sound Speaks, Star Sound Astrology. Thank you all for listening. Namaste.